Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello, and welcome back to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. We've got a fun episode for you today. We're going to be talking exclusively about sports movies and other sports entertainment media. First, we'll talk about movies that we think are either overrated or underrated, and then we'll talk about sports entertainment media in a broader sense. So with that, let's just dive right in. Wyatt, we're going to start with you. I'm sure it's your favorite movie of all time. You're going up against the Notre Damers here. What are your thoughts on Rudy? Uh, it's extremely overrated as a movie goes. Ooh. It brings me a lot of joy to know that the only good movie about Notre Dame is completely made up from, from almost <laughs> top to bottom. Everything that is like, the oh, this is a really fun movie. It's completely made up. It's a, it embellishes on itself beyond belief. So the jersey tossing down scene where everyone tosses it in the jersey, all of that stuff never happened. Nobody ever tossed in the jersey. And in fact, I read several days before the coach reassured Rudy he would be suiting up for the game. Okay, so that that's completely fake. Uh, his older brother, Frank, in the movie doesn't even exist. Rudy is the oldest of the siblings, and there's not a single sibling that he has that even resembles Frank. And the famous, like, groundskeeper guy who encourages him also doesn't exist at all either. <laughs> None of these things happen. All of the really big, dramatic, like, plot-moving parts of the movie about how fantastic Rudy was as, like, a person or a player or whatever, just uh, completely made up. And Joe Montana also said that the carrying off Rudy at the end of the field was more of, like, a joking around thing, not necessarily like, man, Rudy's the guy. It, there, everything about this movie is made up, and it brings me great joy to know that <laughs> it, it, it's all fake. Hater. What's Lucas, the what great Ohio think? State movie? First off, haven't heard. Well, of it. I'll tell you, mm. it, it's coming. <laughs> We're writing it now. <laughs> no Ohio State player has, uh, you know, the lack of integrity to lie about their their story. Lucas, what do you think? Um, first off, I want to remind you that we're not rating this as a documentary. We're rating it as a movie. And I think as a movie, it's like appropriately rated. Like, I think it's like, it was voted on ESPN list as like a, like by like fans, like the fifth best movie of all time. And by fans as experts is like the 23rd best, which I think is like fine. I think it's like not the best sports movie ever, but it's like a, it's a good one. First off, I think we have to address this in the context of the podcast because this is a blue-collar podcast. Rudy is a blue-collar movie, for sure. It's about nothing's more blue-collar than a kid who grew up working at a steel mill outside of Chicago with his dad and then grinds his way. Jared doesn't even think Chicago is a blue-collar city. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting it, a steel mill. It was mill in 1972. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's like as blue-collar in the Midwestern as you can get. That's some good points. It's uplifting. You know, who doesn't like that? I mean, who cares with the, the accuracy of, like, whether they were, like, actually liked him or not. And that's why they carried him off the field. It's an uplifting ending. Um, sure, there are some inaccuracies. Why I'd address those. And also, sure, Rudy was charged with securities fraud in connection with his role um, as the chairman of, 
of the Rudy Beveridge Inc. He was then forced to pay $382,000 in losses and then subsequently converted to Mormonism. But, like, who among us has who not followed that path? That's very blue collar, uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Stock fraud. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. But again, not we're not rating Rudy as a human being. We're rating this as a movie. And overall, it's a good movie. And it was filmed at... The, the whole carrying off the scene was filmed at halftime of a real Notre Dame football game. So you cannot underscore how cool that is, too. So I think it is That's appropriately cool. rated as a movie. It's made cool because of everything else that happens in the movie, which is fake. That's <laughs> oh, my goodness. Fair. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, let's move on to another movie uh, about a real person. Jared, what are your thoughts on Raging Bull? For me, this is one of the most overrated sports movies of all time. And and I see I frequently see Raging Bull as like the number one best sports movie, or at least at the top of the sports movies list. Mm. And they'll say something like it's fitting that someone that doesn't even like sports created the best sports movie. No, it's hard to make a good sports movie. I think if you don't enjoy sports, which Scorsese Scorsese said when he made this film that he did not get the appeal of boxing as a sport, doesn't like it, all that stuff. And I think it shows in the movie for me, like. The, the way that it's made, I think, is a little too cold and doesn't cover, like, the sentiment, sentimentality that sports do evoke where a movie like Rocky does, which we'll get into later. And I get that the boxing scenes are supposed to be subjective, but they look ter- they look so dumb, in my opinion, where Robert Nero's just on the, the, uh, the, rail, the ropes and just getting, like, absolutely clobbered. I think just, I don't know, it just doesn't age well for me. In general, I actually don't really like Scorsese. I think he's really overrated as in general as a director. But, I mean, oh. he's done it, and I haven't, so good for him. Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro are better in Goodfellas. Let's be honest. They were, Raging Bull, like, they're always, a, they're always a win on screen together. But Goodfellas was, was Scorsese's best movie. Hmm. Bart, what do you think? Interesting. That's, that's going to be hard to follow up. That was a very uh, animated Jared is a take. film major. Yes. No, I so I agree that it's overrated. My reasoning for it being overrated was that I saw that the AFI ranks it as the fourth best movie of all time, which I simply can't abide by. I think that's that's crazy. It's probably not even my fourth favorite sports movie of all time. But like with that being said, I will I will contradict some of the things you said. Like I really liked De Niro's performance in it. I thought it was very well done. My problem is that Jake LaMotta is like the most unlikable person ever, at least as portrayed in the movie, which makes it really hard to watch, which yeah. is also the point. I agree it's cold cold as well, but that also seems like kind of the point. And some of the shots are beautiful. The long shot of his walk into the ring, excellently done. So anyway, I think it's a good movie. I just wouldn't put it as the fourth best all time. So I am saying it's overrated for that reason. All right. But anyways, let's move on to a much more recent flick, Draft Day. Uh, I'll start for this one. I think Draft Day is slightly underrated. Uh, I think it's actually quite an enjoyable movie if you like take it for what it is. So like I say it's underrated because it's a 6.8 on IMDb and rated 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. I would put it more as like a 7.1 and a 70%. <laughs> you know, it's nuanced, but it matters. Like I, I know it's not realistic at all. It's not realistic and it's not like very like the plot. It doesn't really make sense. Like the whole plot about how he literally trades the picks away and then the climax is how he gets the picks back. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but like I think it's still it's well done. Like Chadwick Boseman's character is fun to root for. Um, what, whatever Kevin Costner, his character is like pretty fun to root for as well. I guess it's just like a fun, entertaining movie, especially if you like football in the NFL. But like 
take it for what it is. It's entertaining and you're not going to walk away with it, like learning any significant life lessons. <laughs> Jared, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's underrated, but I think it's really underrated. This is one of my favorite sports movies actually of, of all time, to be honest. Oh. It had one of the, I probably have talked with you guys about this. It had one of the worst marketing campaigns I can remember for a movie. Like the trailers made it look like a B movie production and I, I was I remember like laughing at the trailers and being like this this movie looks so dumb. But then I watched it, and it's actually so good. Like the way they do the split screens, is really mm. cool and really inventive. I've actually never seen another movie do something like that, where like you, the characters kind of move across the split screens and it's really cool. Anyway, the way the draft unfolds is crazy, but I think they do pull it off in terms of the way like the way Kevin Costner's character <laughs> talks about to the other GMs and how he talks about the players and everybody's all of a sudden scared about touching a certain player in the draft. I won't spoil it too much, but Kevin Costner in a sports movie is usually a win. And this time it's football instead of baseball. So he's, he's playing against type in this one, which is cool. <laughs> no, um, I, I like I think the subtext throughout the movie is really good with his dad as the coach that he had to let go. And he was a legend and his relationship with, um, uh, Jennifer Garner's character. Um, I think it's just like really good acting all around too. And it's, I think the way they talk about it, like the sports dialogue, is generally pretty intelligent. It's not like as dumbed down as a sports movie could be when they start talking about like plays or whatever. Anyway, really like that one. Underrated for me. Okay. Right on. Moving on. Field of Dreams. Lucas, what are your thoughts? Um, it's another Kevin Costner one. <laughs> and I think it's overrated. I think it is a good movie. But I feel like it's so highly rated, it cannot be anything other than overrated um, at this point. I think the, th- the story is interesting, but I've seen the movie, and I had to like go back and refresh myself on the story. And I feel like that's never like a great sign when I've seen a movie, and it doesn't like <laughs> stick with me super strongly. Yes, it has the iconic quote, if you build it, they will come. But when a movie is remembered more for a quote than the story, it's not a good sign for the movie, I think. Um, there are obviously a lot of good aspects of the movie. You can learn about the Black Sox, the examination of the father-son relationship. Uh, but I think overall it gets more hype than it probably deserves and exists more as a cultural artifact. Um, you have the MLB had its whole game around it. Um, than it does for actually being a great and iconic sports movie. Like I think it's more of a culturally important thing than it is like a great movie. So why? What do you think? And I promise we'll let Aiden go at some point. It is just <laughs> coming back and forth. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just we're building the anticipation for when Aiden finally speaks at some point it's during this. Exactly, I'm the, yeah. the cleanup hitter. He's our closer. That's right. Yeah. Um, I you know I, Lucas, I agree with you. I was gonna go with just rated and not overrated, but I think you're right that it's. It like it, it feels like it has such a big impact on sports movies that to the point where it's overhyped. The themes in the movie are pretty are pretty well done as far as like the past regrets and kind of fulfilling your dreams and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I think that overall, just I don't. I have a philosophy myself. I don't watch a lot of movies past under or, you know two thousands and under because <laughs> I think that they're all really corny movies, and I think that this kind of just adds to the list for me. No pun intended. Uh, but it, it is a very, <laughs> it is a very corny movie for me, and they always they like keep repeating the "if you build it, they will come" thing. So, you know, it like it, I think it's good. I think it, as as far as like an icon goes, you're right, Lucas. But you know, I, I don't know if it's like I wouldn't I would watch this movie every time I see it on TV. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Up next, Jared once again. 
What are your thoughts on Bull Durham? Okay, this actually might be the most overrated sports movie I can think of. People seem to love this movie, and I don't find it funny, interesting, any of that. Well, okay, I do find it kind of funny, but definitely not as close to the praise this movie seems to get. I said Kevin Costner is... I, I first wrote that Kevin Costner is always a win in a sports movie, but then I had to change it to almost a win because I remembered Bull Durham was on this list. <laughs> I, I, wrote a, I wrote a review of this, actually, on a, like a film app. <laughs> Back in 2020, when I re- when I um, watched it first, I said there are definitely great moments of comedy, but the silly tone made it difficult to care about Crash during his low points. Part of the reason for the lack of empathy empathy was that I wasn't clear on who or what I was supposed to root for, and I struggled to understand the point of the film other than depicting some quirks of minor league baseball. That sums it up for me. Aiden, what do you think, though? Damning. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> He's talking. <laughs> I'm, I've often seen it mentioned as the best baseball movie on lists, and so I have it as rated. I watched it last night. I thought it was great. I thought it lived up to the height. I thought it was super funny. Um, and I thought I really did care for Crash, for Kevin Costner's character. Um, I felt like there's something kind of romantic about a career minor leaguer who like hasn't made it and isn't really going to make it. And then him falling with for Susan Sarandon's character, who was also kind of washed up. They were both like kind of past their prime to some degree and had mm-hmm. to figure that out. I thought there were some really good moments um, with like Tim Robbins as like the big kind of dummy who, you know, <laughs> can, can throw heat. Um, so I was, I was a fan. Um, I'm going to have to go read your little review, Jared, and try to respond to it. And we can fight on that little app. <laughs> that was that was the entire movie that was the whole I, thing yeah <laughs> oh that wasn't like just the intro yeah. it wasn't an ep- extra that was the entire movie. <laughs> jared i can't believe you're gonna disagree with the new york film critics circle in 1988 who voted it best screenplay too i mean that's high praise of the year like, that's crazy yeah. best screenplay that's wow N- name a better screenplay that year. From exactly. 1988. Yeah. Go, go. <laughs> you can't. Every 1988. I think yeah. Wall Street came out that year. It might have been 1988. <laughs> okay, anyways, we're going to keep oh, with the baseball good. theme, and we're going to go right back to you, Aiden. Moneyball. Hey. No Kevin Costner this time. Yeah, no Kevin Costner. <laughs> yes. First, well, he's not Kevin Costner movie in a while. Yeah, you should have to like, yeah, like sneak in the background. He's like a janitor in some scene or something. <laughs> but... Um, I'm going to go with underrated. I don't know if this is like, it was obviously well rated upon release, but I often don't see it on best sports movies lists yet. But I think that's maybe just because they have like an old bias, like everything always does. Um, (laughs) But honestly, I think the fact that it took a book about, it was very like about numbers and analytics and made it into a very entertaining movie because at the core of it, it's a, it's an underdog story. Um, It had a great cast, obviously Brad Pitt, Got a lot of nice pensive shots of Brad Pitt kind of staring out at the empty A's Coliseum, looking kind of like angsty. Um, you have Jonah Hill, who's fantastic as his like assistant, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, a really good soundtrack too. Um, mm-hmm. So I think like the dialogue in general is just fantastic in that movie. The one thing that I really just kind of can't stand is like the daughter storyline. Like they force in this like absentee daughter storyline um, for Brad Pitt and like the movie ends with him listening to the stupid song by her that's yeah. really annoying um so that's that's all i got on that but um but yeah so i'm gonna say underrated yeah i, I agree i think it, i'm on the other one going this time that wasn't clear i am also th- saying it is underrated i mean to the extent that like it was nominated for six academy awards <laughs> but i think it was like 
I think it still is underrated because it hasn't really established itself. Sort of like Aiden was alluding to is like in the cultural understanding of like the great sports movies. Like, and I think that it kind of deserves that. Also throwing Robin Wright who put in a good performance yeah. as well. I thought, um, and I think it's because at the time it's kind of innovative in what it thought. And like, and to the extent that Ada mentioned this too, that it, like it took a book like that wasn't really about it and made it into a compelling story. But also, I think that like there wasn't a huge analytics movement publicly at the time in sports. Like, obviously, like, there was behind the scenes, or none of this would have happened. But I feel like the analytics movement in sports was not super prominent. And this movie made it prominent. Like, yeah. people still call, like, analytics-based baseball, like, or other sports, Moneyball. And, like, yeah. maybe that's the book or maybe that's the movie. Like, yeah. you can choose one or the other. But I think even just in, like, the cultural significance of it, in addition to it being a great movie, it is underrated. Yeah. Yeah, and I also really like sports movies that don't end, and this was because it's based on a true story where it didn't end in a World <laughs> Series. But I like sports movies where it doesn't end with them, like, winning it all or whatnot. Um, which I feel like Moneyball is that like it's this kind of half victory where they have that winning streak and they've revolutionized potentially the future of the sport or there's whispers of that but like Mm -hmm. he doesn't get that you know total satisfaction of having actually established a a World Series team yeah Yeah, Moneyball's Moneyball's probably my favorite sports either either that or the next movie are my favorite sports movies and what is the next movie you may be wondering Rocky is the answer. (laughs) Lucas, we're going to stay with you here. Your hometown hero, Rocky. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, speaking of sports movies where the the main character doesn't win either, um, I think Rocky is, like, very appropriately rated as, like, a top probably, like, three sports movie ever. Um, And, I mean, to just, like, talk of the accolades. It won Best Picture. It was the highest grossing film of 1976. It's in the Library of Congress, and I think it's all deserved. Um, Again blue collar aspect of it there's nothing more blue collar than a dude who just punches meat and runs through the streets of south philly to train and become like a a pretty famous boxer um i alluded to it in the open the ending is really unpredictable unpredictable in that the sense that like you know he was expected to win within the movie but like in the sense that like sports movies i feel like resolve in happy ways most of the time Mm -hmm. and this doesn't necessarily i mean it's not like a, a sad ending but he loses the big fight to apollo creed and the main character losing doesn't happen in a lot of sports movies. Sylvester Stallone is great. Um, I like boxing movies, too, as, like, a cultural artifact, I feel like, because boxing at the time and previous to it was, like, this really big, important sport, but now has sort of fallen out of the mainstream. So I think, like, in the sense that it preserves boxing, like, it's a great movie in that sense, too. Um, it spawned a lot of good sequels, too. Um, not all the subsequent Rockies are great, but, like, the Creed franchise has been really good um, since they've mm. come out with that. Um and sentimental too, because I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, so I think for overall, it's just like a properly rated, like, top tier sports movie. Bart, what do you think? I I would agree. I also have written that I think it is correctly rated. I think the the one argument for overrated is that it won Best Picture that year, and Taxi Driver came out that year as well, which I know a lot of people consider it's like a, of course, a classic. See? Yeah. Well, Jared, you know what? I'm the one. Okay, I'm kidding. Um, it's fine. No, I agree, though. I think I think it's, Rocky is really good. Um, I wanted to mention, Aiden mentioned the soundtrack of Moneyball. The soundtrack, and specifically the main theme of Rocky, is yeah. an all-timer. I can't go without mentioning that. That training montage that you mentioned gets me so freaking hyped. Um, and I mm-hmm. also wanted to call out the coolest thing about the movie, which is how Sylvester Stallone wrote the script himself, and then they wanted to buy it from him, and he refused to sell it until he got cast as the main lead. And then... On top of everybody doubting him, it ended up being that popular of a movie. So I think that's crazy cool. Yeah, I think Rocky's a great movie. Maybe a little bit cheesy, 
but nobody cares. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Aiden, back to you. What are your thoughts on Happy Gilmore? I'm going to say overrated. My middle school self will feel betrayed by this. I feel like um, I watched a bunch of scenes from it yesterday after having not seen it in a while because I remember it being funny. Um, but if you've seen one Adam Sandler movie, you've just seen them all. You know, he, he does his little baby voice, then he shouts a lot, then he's punching somebody. And it's just like, I've, I'm just kind of over it, though. Maybe I'm no longer fun. I don't know which one <laughs> it is. Um, with that said, in terms of Adam Sandler movies, it's one of the better ones. It's way better than Happy Madison or whatever that one was. Grown Ups, Jack and Jill. It's <laughs> definitely better than all of those. So you, you got to give it that. Really um, better than Jack but, and Jill, huh? I know. That is high praise, which also won Best Picture in what, what year was it? <laughs> 2011. Um, but anyway, also Carl Weathers as his coach is very funny. So that's, um, I think, my favorite part of the movie. Um, but yeah, Jared, what do you think? Yeah, I actually just watched this like before we made the outline like a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. I think appropriately rated because um, it's not like considered like a, you know, seminal work or anything. But I, I do. Honestly, I like Adam Sandler humor. I think I think it's pretty funny. I like Grown Ups. <laughs> I think that movie's pretty <laughs> funny, too. Um, so, yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. I just kind of like Adam Sandler humor. I think it's pretty funny. and Good character, like some memorable yeah. characters, even, even if it's just because of one quirk. They're still pretty yeah. memorable. So. Yeah. There's a time and a place for an Adam Sandler movie, you know? Yeah, exactly. Kind of, no, I, kind of, I was going to say, no, actually, because I know this isn't what you meant, but his new movie, Hustle, about basketball, is apparently quite good. So, <clears throat> Yeah, I feel like those are distinct from his yeah, old the movies, comedies. though. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. kind of slapsticky. Yeah. I'm just saying it is Did you guys like Adam Uncut Sandler Gems? Movie. Kind of like about uh, the sports movie? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was pointless. It was, yeah, it. it was like fine. <laughs> it was just super stressful the entire movie. I was like really stressed. That's the point, though. It is. The point. <laughs> they did the job well. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be more like Jack and Jill, just kind of subverted <laughs> <laughs> my expectations. There. He's good at getting basketball players to act because Kevin Garnett's good in that, and apparently Anthony Edwards is really good in Hustle. So yeah. Sandler has a thing mm. with this. Yeah, ninety-two percent. Yeah. I didn't even really know about this one. Yeah, on Netflix. Anyways. Uh, let's move on to Sandlot. I'll start for this one. I think Sandlot is rated, bordering on overrated slightly. I have seen this movie once, and it was when I was a lot younger, so I too did the thing that Aiden did, which is rewatch some scenes to try to remind myself. But I don't even remember liking it as a kid. I think it's like, maybe it's just because I'm not a huge <laughs> baseball fan. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I know it's got the cult following now and it's like, it's got some classic lines. Like that's where you're killing me smalls comes from. But like, I don't think like the kid actors are like fine. It's, but like, I don't think the plot is particularly memorable. I think the like the cheesiness is overdone. I think the ending, how they're like grown up and they're, you know, Benny is like playing on the Dodgers and the other guy is the commentator is like, it's a little bit overdone. I don't know. I just don't think that the. I think it's a movie that people who watched it and grew up with it would enjoy a lot more. But since I was kind of after its time, I think it just didn't make its impact on me the same way. So why? What are your thoughts? I disagree. I'd probably say it's more underrated. It's not exactly like a true sports movie necessarily as far as like, I mean, I know baseball is like the driving theme of it, but it's not about them being adults playing baseball. I feel like it captures the idea of like being a kid playing baseball, at least as far as being a kid goes where you're young and everything is kind of like really overblown. Like they got chased, but they, they could have just always just gone and asked for the ball, but they're doing like this thing about hopping the fence and spoiler alert. Uh, and you know, they, <laughs> like, they go through this whole thing movie. and they're like in love with the lifeguard. And then it turns out that the, you know, 
you know, Benny becomes the Dodger, like you said, then he becomes the announcer. I just feel like it's like one of those movies that it's it's a little cheesy and it leans into it pretty well. I, I happen to like Sandlot, but I mean, I remember again watching it as a kid. The the scene where they throw up is kind of very hard for me to watch every single time, but you know, it's still I still think it's a pretty decent movie. I think it leans a lot into like being a kid and it's cheesy. And uh, your bonus points for the "You're Killing Me Smalls," which is a quote I say today. So, full timer, full timer. Okay, last but not least, uh, just our second football movie. Remember the Titans, Wyatt. What are your thoughts? Underrated. This is actually my favorite sports movie of all time. I think it's uh, it used to be a movie I watched frequently. I recorded it. I, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's right um behind rudy for me on the list no i'm kidding uh, it's my favorite sports movie of all time it, it, i used to rewatch it all the time when i was in high school because uh, it was super motivational i feel like it does a really good job of like i mean it's like 80s football so it's kind of cheesy mm-hmm. and it's kind of like like the, i said about the jordan thing uh in the last episode it's all like fundamental plays but it's still fun to watch obviously very powerful for the time that it takes place as far as like segregation goes and, and overcoming all of that. But I think that uh, Denzel Washington does a really good job being a good coach. And I think that, yeah, it, it, it's still fun for me to watch today. Um, you maybe not as emotional cause I know what's going to happen cause I've watched it a thousand times, but <laughs> still a great movie and on Disney plus bonus points there. Hey. Aiden, what do you think? Uh, I'm going rated. I think everyone loves to remember the Titans. And I think they're right. That's It's also one that I saw a lot as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's like a little cliche, obviously, like the, like it's your kind of typical sports movie to some extent. Um, but Denzel is like fantastic as a coach. He's just, I think maybe he's one of the best sports movie coaches ever. Um, you also got Ryan Gosling as a terrible cornerback who just like an absolute hole in, in the defense getting beat, beaten <laughs> up on, which is fun. Um, so I love that part, you know. All the good looks in the world cannot make up for, you know, <laughs> can beat by receivers. But but yeah, so I think it's I think it's rated. And uh bonus points, another bonus point for the ain't no mountain high enough being played a handful mm. of times in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does have good music. It has good music overall. It yeah. does. Is it like seventies? Is it seventies music? I don't know. Sixties maybe. I was born in yeah, <laughs> love that answer. All right, well let's let's move on now. Let's take it. Let's take it a little bit more broadly speaking. Jared, I want to ask you: Do you think certain sports lend themselves more to movies, which we just talked, just discussed, versus like shows or documentaries? And why do you think that might be? Yeah, I I think if you look back at our list, actually, like it can kind of tell you that it's baseball and boxing. And I try to think of like why is it those two sports? Part of the reason Lucas alluded to earlier is that it was America's pastime longer than baseball or football have been, for example. I think that helps it out a lot. But there's there's like two other, I guess three other principles, I think, that help those movies as well. Um, well, the first one applies to any sports movie, is that in Blake Snyder's seminal work on screen, screenwriting called Save the Cat, if you ever want to like learn about screenwriting, that's the first book you should probably should read. He talks about how like audiences want the same thing, just only a little bit different. And that's like what a sports movie gives you, and that's what sports in general gives you. And that's the same reason why a Marvel movie is so is super popular. It's the same reason. You have an expected like rule set essentially or like framework, and you know what you're gonna expect. Like a Marvel movie, you're gonna get some comedy, 
um, and it's going to look the same color temperature wise and whatever baseball game. There's going to be three outs and, you know, two strikes or three strikes is a, um, is an out four strikes is walk, that sort of stuff. So that's why I think sports movies in general kind of have like a little added benefit. Second, why I, there's two reasons why I think like baseball and boxing specifically have a leg up on other sports for boxing. It's just really, it's something really primal and easy to film. Like boxing is you're literally just trying to beat this guy up. That's trying to beat you up and something that's really primal automatically connects with an audience. And like, you can instantly understand what the conflict is. Rocky's trying to beat Apollo Creed. Super easy to understand. Right. What I think in baseball doesn't really have that. So I think why baseball is makes good sports movies is because I've heard a quote that I that I kind of really believe on storytelling is that irony is the source of all meaning. And I think when you think of really great movies, the tagline, if you just summarize the movie as you were to pitch it in one line, a really good movie is usually full of irony. So if you think of, let's, let's think of Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. It's ironic that his the villain he's fighting is his dad, right? And so there, the irony in there already has so much built-in conflict. Django Unchained is another good example, too, by Tarantino, a, a former slave hunting slave owners, essentially. And I think I would argue that baseball has more irony inherently than other games. <laughs> if you look at Moneyball, like, look at um, the irony or, like, the, the inherent conflict between numbers and, like, a really old-school game. Right, it already has a really built-in framework and conflict that I think other sports probably don't have. Like baseball is the first sport that did the, the sabermetric, sabermetric like uh, advanced analytics movement. And also, I think baseball is ironic in the way that the best players fail like way more often than they succeed. Mm. Like their batting average, you fail seven times out of ten, and you're still considered one of the greatest of all time. Right. So I think if I'm really summarizing it. The two things that boxing and baseball particularly have over have a leg up over other movies is that boxing is very primal and like easy to film. Like it's really hard to film football actually. Like and make it look good, it's pretty hard to film. And then second for baseball is that there's a lot of inherent ir- irony essentially in that sport that other sports don't have. That's my theory. Hmm. I'm running with it. I think I think both sports are no, you like kind of touched on this, Jared, but I think both sports are pretty individual to some extent um and that like a lot a lot of the best sports movies i think are character studies which like a lot of boxing movies are which they usually can be because it's focusing on one person um and baseball of the team sports is the most kind of individual in that you're up there at the plate on your own you're on the mound on your own that kind of thing so i think it works um to that extent i also think both sports have like moments of tension or they're slower than say like basketball which is like kind of always going um or soccer which is always going like boxing has between rounds baseball is slow there's all these moments that i can kind of pause and build stuff for actual game sequences so i think that helps both those sports too that's a good point yeah so do you agree then that baseball and boxing are like the two sports that lend themselves to the best movies that's what I have on my list. But I also really like baseball, so I feel like I'm kind of biased there. Um, but I, I think boxing is obvious, and baseball, it seems like of when you look at best sports movies, a lot of them are baseball movies. Does anybody disagree with that premise? I'm curious. That baseball and boxing are like the two sports that lend themselves to the best movies. 
Not necessarily. I said boxing was the best. Yeah, I like the boxing movies more, but that's more personal preference. I agree, Aiden, too, in terms of when since I've gotten older, at least, the movies that I've enjoyed more ha, um, have good characters more than like a memorable plot, necessarily. Where I used to like... This is kind of a knock on Christopher Nolan. Trying to get way too much into movies right now. Christopher Nolan like makes really cold characters, but very interesting plots. But in some ways, those movies don't stick with can't might not stick with you as much because the characters aren't really that memorable. Where something with a more memorable character, but like less happens. Like let's say like Lady Bird, for example. Um, I think it stays kind of resonates with yeah. people in a way that like a Christopher Nolan movie doesn't. I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what I think makes great documentaries is was my point for documentaries is it doesn't matter what sport it is. It just needs to have like an interesting protagonist, someone like almost larger than life. Like I think of the last dance, which I also just watched mm-hmm. recently yeah. has a larger than life protagonist. One of the greatest documentaries I've seen is, is Senna on Ayrton Senna. Mm-hmm. Really interesting character study. Um, and I think just a, a documentary is about a person. And like you said, and you actually just convinced me on this too, is, um, character studies even in fiction fictional sports movies mm-hmm. it's about the individual more than the team yeah yeah and that's why i think like it's hard to do a um, movie about like a football team that does that you know um mm-hmm. but like friday night lights which did it as a tv show where you could kind of delve into each character over the course of say 20 episodes a season like then that's the right form for it um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm surprised that it took you this long to mention racing, Jared, because I also feel like, like two movies that we haven't mentioned yet, uh, Rush and Ford versus Ferrari, I both think are excellent sports movies. And they both, I feel like, are, that's just like racing, I guess, the general term racing lends itself well to, to movies as well. Because like, kind of the primal like, thing, but like the, the coolness of cars going fast, car goes zoom, zoom, <laughs> right? And then they're also character studies, especially uh, Rush, which is mm-hmm. like a, a, you know, a clear dichotomy between the two main characters, which is really cool. So I would also put that one up there. I haven't seen Senna though, but you might have just made me add it to my list. That movie, that's, that their documentary is fantastic. I love that one. Anyways, thanks for listening. Per usual, uh, this is our second episode of the week. If you forgot to listen to our first one, please go back, fix that error. Uh, and as always, like and subscribe wherever you listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore, as well as on TikTok. And we will be back next week with plenty more to discuss.